You're listening to the Digital Barbell Podcast. We believe that if you work hard, you deserve results, and that your training and nutrition should enhance your life, not take it over. Our mission is to provide you with a clear path to health and fitness through education, connection, coaching, and accountability. We are your hosts, Jonathan and Blakely Fletcher, and we are here to serve you. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review so we can reach more people. You can find us daily on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Digital Barbell. Now, let's get to today's topic. All right, guys, welcome to the Digital Barbell Podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in every week for all of your fitness and nutrition needs. We are here to serve you. Leave us a five-star rating while you're here. And if you don't mind, leave us a review too. And also subscribe to our <laughs> YouTube. And also subscribe to, follow us on Instagram. <laughs> All the things. But really, uh, it really does help us find new people when you guys um, take a minute out to you know leave us a review or click that five-star button on the app that you're listening to this. And I know it seems kind of silly, but it really is one of the mm-hmm. best ways that you can help us if you get value out of the content that we put out there. We have two sponsors this episode so let's get right into it but i guess we can say what the topic is today right we're talking all about recovery the five most important things for you to focus on for improved recovery but let's get to the sponsors because that's why everybody really comes here first of all what it says on my hat right here Ah. crafted construction if you're in houston texas go visit my friend or call my friend you don't have to go visit him (laughs) curtis he owns this awesome construction company he gave me this awesome hat last time we were back in houston been friends for almost 20 years he's doing good stuff honest if you're like a big construction project, if you have like a leaky sink and a doorknob that needs to be replaced, mm-hmm. he's not the man for the job, <laughs> but he can completely remodel your house or yeah. build you a new one from scratch too. Number two is John Deere yeah. mowers. I should be mowing right now. You broke our mower. Just tell everybody. I ran into a stump. A stump. I knew that was there. I was trying to get real close to it. Yeah. So right now our blonde mower is sitting out in the yard with the entire like deck assembly sitting on the ground. <laughs> We have to go into town, get new blades and see if that that works. Yeah. She bent up the blades pretty bad. It's that time of year where it's like the grass doesn't grow, but all these, I call them wispies. I actually, I think they're just grass seeds, but they're just super long. They can get up to like mid shin and just, they shoot up overnight and they drive me crazy. Yeah. You're like, you're very (laughs) much anti those things. I got to mow. I just don't like how it looks. I just noticed for all the people watching this on YouTube, you have a black spot on oh, your I did some dumbbell um, hang squat cleans earlier. So you got a little bit of dumbbell grease on your shoulder. <laughs> we'll let it slide. This is a rest day for me, but you got to work out. Good on you. All right. We are talking about recovery today. What the heck is recovery? Why does it matter? Mm-hmm. Recovery is the thing that actually makes you make progress. The stuff that we're doing in the gym that's the stress. That's what's causing the damage to our body in a good way. Mm-hmm. And what we do outside of the gym is what helps us get better. That's part of the stress recovery adaptation cycle that we're already talking about. So that's why this matters. If you don't put emphasis on the recovery side, you're just spinning your wheels, beating yourself down, and you're not getting better. Mm-hmm. So that's why this matters. It'll be like, you know, deciding you're going on a road trip, but you are so excited to get there. You're unwilling to stop and get gas. (laughs) You're going to peter out. You're never going to make it. You have to stop to refuel if you're going to make it to Disney world or what was the one in national lampoons? Where are they trying to go? Wally world. Wally world. Yeah. (laughs) But these are the type of recovery things that we're talking about that are just like the real hard work 
putting work in recovery not 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 they're not hard but they they're the they're the work they require effort they require effort this is not like a pill or an easy take these take these mushrooms for recovery yeah right. so these are just like five real topics that you can real things that you can do to improve your recovery but they're going to actually be things that you have to do i'm not trying to be harsh it's just like they, these are you know you'll have to actually have to be proactive in doing these things it's the old example recover, of recovery. like take a take a glass and like you're trying to fill the glass up with as much mm -hmm. as you can you got to start you can start by putting the big rocks that you can find in the glass that's going to take up the most space yeah. in your recovery glass then when you're doing those things well you can sprinkle in some pebbles to take up a little mm -hmm. bit more room then you can put some sand in to fill the entire thing up but these things we're going to go over these five staples of recovery are the big rocks that yep. are really going to move the needle all right and this is not a biohacking thing right. either so if that's what you're looking for go listen to andrew huberman's three-hour oh, podcast right. on biohacking <laughs> let's go number one you're gonna go through these you're always go better ahead. at reading them out you can go ahead okay number one cut back on or cut out alcohol the thing nobody wants to hear <laughs> that they should yeah. do let's talk about um the difference that it's made in you you're we're in june as we're yeah. recording this and you have given up alcohol for 2023 at a minimum yeah how's that I, going so far i mean i'm six but just just at six months in and yeah, I feel I feel I feel really good. I've I, I've never gone this long since I you know since I've drinking alcohol. I've never gone this long without. You mean since drinking. you were twenty one? Because you probably <laughs> never had a drop before you were twenty one, right? <laughs> of course, but yeah, I I, I don't know. I, what I'm, about from recovery perspective? Perspective, like what has changed? Number one, and I think this is one of those things that everything falls onto itself. But number one is my sleep, and mm -hmm. I've, I've heard people say that that your sleep. Is, it gets amazing if you don't drink alcohol, but you know, I was like eh, a glass of wine at night makes you a little sleepy, but no, it, it affects your sleep. Yeah. Even if it get, makes you a little sleepy, it affects your sleep. And, and that has been the biggest change that I have seen is I sleep incredibly good. Even if I have to wake up in the middle of the night, I get right back to sleep. And that is where my sleep always had trouble. Mm -hmm. If I woke up for any reason in the middle of the night, it took forever for me to go back to sleep. My head would start racing and blah, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. And hmm. now I'm just, I feel like I wait, I go to sleep well, I stay asleep and I wake up and I feel like ready to go. <laughs> yeah. It's like given you, it's made the hours that you're spending in bed, like much more productive right. hours. Cause we would always, we do yeah, always get seven or eight hours. It was or more. exactly. It's the same time. But mm -hmm. the sleep quality has improved dr drastically. Yeah. You're getting into the deeper stages of sleep and mm -hmm. staying there longer, which is where all the good hormones are released yeah. that cause you to recover and get stronger. So in turn, I think that that has affected my energy throughout the day. Like I have like more energy than I need to it's, be honest. Sometimes it's annoying. It's guys. annoying to him. <laughs> like energy through the night until it's time for me to go to bed. You know, like before I would get, you know, sleepy at different times of the day or, you know, in, in the evening, I'm just like, what can we do next? What can we do next? I mean, today, like he said, today was a rest, supposed to be a rest day. I'm like, okay, well, let me mow the lawn. Okay, darn, I broke the lawnmower. Let me get this. I saw a cool workout on CrossFit.com. Let me do that. Okay, let me get a little extra pump in. Okay, let me, you know, I'm just like, I have all this energy that I need to like get rid of. But, I can tell by the way you're talking. <laughs> but in a good way, in a good way. So yeah, all, like all that stuff is like the anecdotal, I feel better Kind right. of stuff, but we know from research that alcohol just impairs your recovery mm -hmm. while you're sleeping. Like you, 
having alcohol in your system to process is literally a toxin in your body that your liver has to prioritize. Yeah. It, it blunts muscle protein synthesis. It slows down the repair of muscle tissue. Like mm -hmm. for somebody who has legit recovery concerns, this mm -hmm. is probably one of the first things that you should look at mm -hmm. changing. And that's why we brought it up yeah. first. Um, and I think the other thing is, um, you know, it probably makes my gym time more productive, like you said. And, you know, I'm, I'm not having to worry about if I had it, if I had a, even just a glass of wine at night on a regular basis before I come in the next day to do my workout and my body is working against, you know, flushing out those toxins and stuff instead of, you know, building the muscle that I'm using and working for in the gym. Yeah. Um, and like we at, uh, I interviewed Jill from yeah. the sober powered podcast and we talked about how like we get in the habit of dealing with stress or getting in the routine of having alcohol to unwind or mm -hmm. try to like kind of decompress from stress, but it's actually counterproductive to stress and anxiety. It actually increases those things after that quick feedback loop mm -hmm. of positive reinforcement is gone. Yeah. It ramps up your anxiety mm -hmm. and it also provides an alternate fuel source for your body to use instead of uh, body fat. Yeah. So if you're somebody who's trying to lose weight, constantly having alcohol in your system does not prioritize burning body fat for energy. Yeah. So that's another downside <clears throat> outside of just the recovery mm -hmm. things. And I, I don't mind talking a little bit about why I'm doing this. Um, I I'm doing it to support my brother who is sober and you know, it's, it's just something I'm doing for him. We, we tech, you know, it's some, it's we accountability, text, we accountability. We text each other every, each day because you don't like say, I'm never going to drink alcohol again. I'm never going to drink this year or whatever it is. You say like today, I'm not going to drink alcohol. And our goal is to do this through 2023 at least. And every day we text each other and say, you know, zero, we're not going to have any alcohol today. And I'm doing mm -hmm. it to support him in this. But, um, and people have been supportive of that, knowing that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had <laughs> just randomly this year, we've already been invited to two wine tastings and, you know, and I think like if I hadn't had this commitment to somebody during this time, there, I probably would have just, if I was just doing this to do it, I probably would have slipped up and been like, Oh, it's okay. If we're invited to this fancy wine tasting, it's okay to have it tonight. Mm -hmm. And that probably would have led me down the path of like having it the next night and finishing off the bottle and, you know, going down that road. Mm -hmm. But it's been like absolutely none. And it's been easy. Like I've never felt like I've missed a beat. I've been able to do social things. Um, but to two, like I said, to two wine tastings and didn't feel like an oddball. I was able I just had a, you know, my own beverage in my hand, whatever I wanted to bring and mixed in with everybody and enjoyed the, the evenings. And even out at bars and restaurants here, you, you've been able to find NA yeah. options. They have so many non-alcohol. I mean, I was never really like a beer, beer drinker before I, I mostly would have chosen wine if I was drinking anything. Um, and non-alcoholic wine is gross. It, should, it can be served to children. It's like grape juice. It's not anything to, you know, make you feel like you're having a glass of wine. Right. But non-alcoholic beer is on point. You yeah. can, I mean, there's so many to choose from, and they taste great. You're jamming on the Heineken 0, 0.0 right yeah. now, right? Yeah, and, and a lot of the athletic brewings. I mean, there's so many. There's so many that are good. Yep. Um, and you can find them out at restaurants, like you said, most you know most bars and restaurants have at least one oduls and, and nothing else <laughs> they're usually not oduls it's usually some better stuff yeah um yeah and and like i think like in the beginning i definitely felt like it was you know like each you just get in this routine of like okay it's this time of night and let me let me pour a glass of wine and i was actually kind of nervous about how that was going to go because i had not just made a commitment to myself but to somebody else and you know i would 
try to just like change in the beginning. I just tried to like change up what I was doing. Like, okay, if we're out of the house, I won't be like pouring a glass of wine or if I'm drinking a non-alcoholic beer, it will kind of take the place Mm -hmm. of that habit. And honestly, it didn't take long and it didn't, it didn't feel like a struggle bus to like get through, get over the hump of breaking Mm -hmm. that habit to where I don't even really think about it before. I used to really think about it. I used to think like, what time is it? You know, not like I was like, oh, I have to have a glass of wine, but it was just like a habit of mine. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like if we have a snack at the same time every day, it's like, oh, it's 1030 time right. for my snack. Yeah, I mean, like, which we can train our body to crave things at certain times. Right. So that it was just more like a craving of my body to have that glass of wine at mm-hmm. a certain time of night. And it didn't take long to break that habit. Thanks. Think, you know, thanks yep. to other things I could just put in place. Yeah. James yeah. Clear talks a lot about like having a substitute habit when you're trying to create habits yeah. instead of just trying to go cold turkey on something. But here in you know in the sixth month, I literally don't think about it. Like I don't have to like have a replacement habit at that time anymore. Right. If that habit has been completely you're washed over the away. Hump. I'm over the hump. Yep. Yeah. And I'm sure this is different for somebody who struggles with alcoholism. Yeah. Um, but that's not what we're talking about today. Right. Cool. So start there, guys. All right. Number two, let's stay with the liquid All right. theme. Hydrate yourself, you <laughs> crusty son of a gun. <laughs> I had to write it like that because um, I just, I'm just shocked when I still run into new clients who are drinking two mm-hmm. or three glasses of water per day and wondering like why they're struggling with recovery and, and having energy and they mm-hmm. got nothing going for their workouts and they're having trouble getting stronger. This is truly like base level stuff that should just become a habit of your life and just needs to go on with you forever. Mm-hmm. Drink water, not calories. Yeah. I see you got your giant mug right here off camera. I got mine right down here too. It's amazing how you just start to crave it once you get into the routine. But let's talk yeah. about some of the benefits of drinking water that you probably know, but let's just get into them. Some of the reasons staying hydrated is beneficial is number one, it helps you have the right amount of blood circulating throughout your system. This matters because blood is the thing that delivers oxygen and nutrients to all of your tissues. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people think about that. Having enough hydration allows you to break down carbohydrates that you eat, helps you generate ATP, the energy currency mm-hmm. for exercise. Being hydrated helps you regulate the electrolytes in your system, potassium, magnesium, <clears throat> sodium, all that good stuff. And like I said earlier, it helps you flush out lactate in your muscles when you're exercising. Mm-hmm. Lactate is the thing that gives you that burning feeling when you're getting the pump and you're like, I can't do anymore. Can't Riding do the assault bike. <laughs> Being dehydrated is a shortcut to building up too much lactate and hitting failure sooner. Mm-hmm. So stay hydrated. What are some hacks that you give your nutrition clients if they are struggling to get enough water in a day? Number one is, well, I guess number one is purchase a bottle for mm-hmm. water that you like. Please, please, please don't rely on the little plastic 16.9 ounce like Ozarka bottles yeah. or whatever the brand in your hometown is. Like if you have to rely on going to the refrigerator to get one of those every time you're thirsty, it's never going to happen. You got to get some kind of insulated well, yeah, thermos. I, that's... I feel like with those, like you end up finding like three quarter oh, yeah. full ones around the house and you're like, whose was this? Oh, I don't know. Let's water right. plant with it or something. And you, <laughs> you know, like it's, it ends up being a waste. Yeah. I never see anybody like have long-term success with that yeah. strategy. Get get a bottle that's 30, 32, 40 ounces, something like that. Mm-hmm. Something that you Maybe really like. Family. Spend, <laughs> spend some money on it. So it's something you're like, yeah, I feel proud to have this thing. I'm into it. Yeah. And keep it with you. Honestly, that is a really like thing I do is like I will if if I find myself not drinking enough water, I just need to change up my water bottle. If I if I like change up my water bottle and it can either be like an old one I used to use or I mean if it's not an expensive thing, if it can be like a fifteen or twenty dollar 
thing that if it really makes you be healthier, that's fine. But just like change up your water bottle and you're like, yeah, I'm drinking water. Like for my sure. cool new water bottle. Yeah. So number one, have a container for water that yeah. you like, especially if you really like drinking cold water, get something insulated. Mm-hmm. Add a flavor that's not sweetened to yeah. the water. Um, there's tons out there. Just go down like the hydration aisle at the grocery mm-hmm. store and there'll be plenty of options. Just make sure it's a zero calorie. What's one. that one that I get on Amazon? We used to get it in Boise and I ended up finding it here you on like Amazon. U- Ultima. Ultima. And it comes in like, they have like the single serving packs, but if you get like the container, you can like, you don't have to do a full serving every yeah. time. And it just depends on your glass size, like how much you need. So you can just like pour a little bit and it's like, they have strawberry watermelon, all the different flavors. It's really good. And it's like nothing, zero calories. And right. not, not, I'm very particular about a lot of like, obviously like fake sugars and the stuff I give him a hard time about by drinking Cokes, but <laughs> diet Cokes, <laughs> exactly. whole nother topic, but yeah, it's clean. Yeah. Um, and you'll find a lot of influencers, whatever, telling you you have to take an electrolyte supplement, unless you're somebody who's like doing two days out on the Florida football field, or you're just sweating profusely and you just cannot get your urine to a normal cover, mm-hmm. no matter how much you drink. You don't need to, yeah. you don't need to spend money on an electrolyte powder. You can get everything you want, everything you need from water. The well, other, oh, another, the other tip I would just say is, um, well, two tips. Number one, start out the day by drinking mm. water. Like it's the same thing with like having a, a protein containing breakfast. Like mm-hmm. you're much more likely to hit your protein goal for the day. If you get some dang protein in, in the morning and aren't trying to shovel it all in and hit yeah. your goal at the end of the day. Start the day with 16 to 20 ounces of water. Mm-hmm. You will automatically get out of that dehydrated state. And you start the day off with a positive behavior, which is going to make you lead to making more positive decisions Mm -hmm. for yourself. And you're reaching closer to your water goal for the day. How much should your water goal be? You ask? Yes. (laughs) It's different for everybody. I would say drink to thirst. Number one, because you have water near you, which Mm -hmm. is convenient. And your urine should be somewhere in like a straw color, like Mm -hmm. a pale yellow. It doesn't have to be clear. It shouldn't look like orange juice. A pale yellow is the sweet spot you know, just a general guideline, take your body weight, divide it by two, try to get about that many ounces per day. If you're sweating a ton or you're just somebody who sweats a lot in general, go up from there. Yeah. I feel like there's either there's more awareness about drinking water or something has changed because I know I just didn't feel like growing up or I just, I never left the house with anything. Like just leave the house and I had nothing with me, no food, no water, no nothing. Me and, and my every, car keys. Everything I needed, I got on the outside. But like at school, even like I, you just use the water fountain if you needed a drink. Yeah. But now I there's just water. De- yeah, like we we as a whole, I think we, we just bring water every. I mean, I do, you do, you see it everywhere. People have their yetis or whatever. And, and like this, I, I just think there's more awareness about it, and for it's sure. good. It's good. I mean, we I feel like we all used to walk around dehydrated, hoping there was a water mm-hmm. fountain nearby. And I would say, like <laughs> our older clients, this is something they really yeah, struggle with because it, they're kind of on the tail end of it becoming a cool thing to carry mm-hmm. a water bottle right. around on the t- all the time, which is bad. Be like, my mom is dealing with a mm-hmm. decreased kidney function right now, and one of the main contributors is her and being in a chronic state of dehydration. Yeah, and all it, the time. The last time we did that challenge for the for the water i know about awareness to yeah, a lot of bernie, people bernie like, had a big turnaround on yeah, that Yeah, like wow i i realized how little water i drink mm-hmm. cool all right next one i'll start okay um use active recovery days yeah so you know that means like how is a- active recovery a recovery tool <laughs> <laughs> or what is an active recovery day? an active recovery day is is doing something 
active on your recovery day. I'm defining rest, it. I'm day. defining this with yeah. the words. <laughs> but you're not you're not in the gym lifting weights. You're not doing a conditioning workout, but you're doing something like going for a walk, going for a hike, going for a bike ride. Something that you hopefully enjoy to do, but that you're keeping your body moving. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good opportunity for people who like want to spend some dedicated time on mobility or yoga or Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Do that on a rest day as your active recovery. Like you're going through ranges of motion. Yeah. You're, well, that's basically what you're doing. You're Mm -hmm. going through different ranges of motion, but that of course uses your muscles. Like maybe your coach is like, Hey, you only have three days. You say you can train. Right. We need to spend that time in the gym, moving some weight and doing some conditioning. We're not. Yeah. So if you you want the stretching, let's let's (laughs) do it on your days off. Right. Right. Um, you know, and I think this, this plays a huge part on the mental side of things too. I think like a day where you are completely idle, you know, you work out three days in a row say, and then you completely idle on that fourth day. I think you're going to feel a little bit more sluggish on day five when you do return to the gym. Mm -hmm. If you didn't, if you just did nothing and you were just, you know, but if you had some active recovery in there, you went for a 30 minute walk, you went for a little hike, you did something you enjoyed. I think you're going to have a little bit more energy. Yeah. that day and on the next day. And th- it makes sense too. Like if you think about the fact of circulation helps flush out yeah. metabolites out of your muscles and get you, get, helps get rid of, you know, DOMS, delayed mm-hmm. onset muscle soreness quicker. Well, how are we going to do that? We're going to have some circulation. We're going to use the muscles to help flush yeah. them out. So like just be, if you're, if it just so works out to where you're sore on a rest day, that doesn't mean do nothing. You'll yeah. probably be less sore if you do something active Mm -hmm. that's not exercise on your rest day you'll come back feeling better for me it's just like the mental side of it i like i just want to kind of be moving and so i'll be like okay let's let's do this on our rest day let's i like to i like to walk like that's what we like to do so even like this like it is hot now and (laughs) h-a-w-t hot so (laughs) we can't take these dogs out especially buttons oh poor with that thick fur you know after the noon hour hits. So we got up this morning and took them for a walk when it's like in the seventies and, you know, it's a little more humid, but it's not like the sun beating down on you, you know, just to get, get some active activity in for them. (laughs) Another vote for the super fit walking pad that we have. Great thing to use on our recovery day. Yeah. Throw that thing in front of your air conditioner or a fan. (laughs) Put a a show on. (laughs) Yep. We actually, you've been working on our um, products we trust page on the website, kind of putting some new things out there. If you Mm -hmm. guys didn't know, we have a specific page on our website for things that we've bought and like, or things that we recommend to our clients. Mm -hmm. You can go check that out. Yeah. I'm just kind of always adding things because it is things that we either use or our clients use. And we get asked all the time, like, Hey, what are those bands? What's that hip circle? What's that Mm -hmm. hip pad you're using? Blah, blah, blah. blah. And we'll put them all there. And so just like go there and you can find the things. Yep. Yeah. All right. Next one. Eat the right foods in the right amounts according to your goal. You know those people who are like, food is fuel. That's it. That's all it is. Just yeah. think about food as fuel. Okay, that's a little extreme, and I don't think that's really practical for most people since it's like a social thing, mm-hmm. and you get to enjoy it also. But from a recovery pers- perspective, food is the thing, mm-hmm. plus sleep, that causes your body, your body to recover. So we have to like look at nutrition in the context of recovering. But- not all food <laughs> is created equal. Yeah. Um, you already know, likely said at the beginning of this, it's going to require some work. Mm-hmm. These things, these things work, but they are going to require you to do some work. Mm-hmm. These are the foods that are best for recovery, lean proteins, fruits, colorful vegetables, nuts and seeds, 
whole grains. <laughs> These are all the things that have the nutritional value mm -hmm. to nourish your body to aid in the recovery. Yeah. A lot of those foods that I just said are high in antioxidants. I feel like nobody really talks about those mm -hmm. anymore, but they're foods that have like a counteraction on these things called free radicals, which are these little things that are floating around in your body that try to destroy shells, cells, <laughs> not shells. <laughs> <laughs> in case you counter. So this is a way that you can kind of harness the power of that to aid in recovery. And it's not just about like, eating these certain foods. Total mm -hmm. quantity has a huge impact on your overall recovery too. I'm talking about calories, whether you're yeah. counting calories or not, the quantity of food has a huge impact on whether you're feeling recovered or not. So if you're somebody who is like in a fat loss phase, you got to monitor your biofeedback. How are, how are you feeling? Are you getting stronger? Are you feeling depleted as you're is your like subconscious activity. Like mm -hmm. you're just feeling lethargic is everything just kind of slowing down. That's a sign that like, we're not providing enough recovery resources. The stress is outweighing the recovery side. Mm -hmm. It might be time to temporarily bring calories up to a maintenance range till things stabilize and then go back down to, into a fat loss phase. Yeah. We talked about this a lot on the episode of five minutes with, with Stephanie. Cause we talked, we spent so much time during her, her year of nutrition coaching focused on maintenance. And she got to really cash in on all this extra recovery that we're talking about mm -hmm. by spending time properly nourishing her body. When in years past, she had just been focused on got to be in a calorie deficit, mm -hmm. got to keep losing fat. Yeah. So now her body composition has drastically improved because we spent so much time balancing recovery with the stress. Right. Okay. Beyond like so quantity really matters, but also giving your body uh, certain dosages of the three different macronutrients. Mm -hmm. You know, we'd still need to eat a sufficient amount of protein for recovery because it literally gives your body the signal to, Hey, go in and repair this muscle tissue that I broke or, or damaged, go in and build new muscle tissue. Remember the, the work you're doing in the gym is like the signal mm -hmm. to your body. And then the nutrition provides the support to actually make the change. That's right. what causes this whole thing to happen. So if you're somebody who's like killing it in the gym, but you're just not making any progress, it's because you're only focusing on one side of the yeah. equation. You're not supporting the signal that the training is giving your body. So putting the emphasis in the recovery with the nutrition, right. magic is going to happen when you do that. Mm -hmm. And then from the recovery perspective on nutrition too, eat some freaking carbs. Mm -hmm. You not only are they anabolic to help you build new muscle tissue and strength, they help. They're like a natural performance enhancer. Your body wants to burn carbs, especially if you're somebody who does something like CrossFit or lifts weights, if you're doing anything other than like long endurance. So, you know, supporting your efforts with carbs is critical. Mm -hmm. And then like getting some carbs after you work out too is great for recovery too, because it's going to replenish the carbs that you burned that were stored in your muscles that you used up during your workout. It doesn't have to be like, you know, eating bananas on the way home, right. but don't shy away from carbs, especially around your training times. Mm -hmm. Great for recovery. I think the CrossFit prescription for nutrition is great, a great one because it it's easy to remember and you can take each food group and kind of like if you know it says meat and you can be like okay meat includes like eggs and dairy things like that mm -hmm. but the pro the crossfit prescription for nutrition is eat and like i said it's in like an order of importance of like the things that you should be putting in eat uh, meat vegetables nuts and seeds some fruit little starch no sugar in the amounts and quantities that support your activity level but mm -hmm. don't support body fat yep it's kind of 
says it yeah. lays it all out right there. The, the no sugar thing is the only thing that people would probably really struggle with that wouldn't yeah. be sustainable. But and I would say no added sugar. Yeah, but that that is still that is yeah, we, still hard. That is still as hard. we just did that challenge. <laughs> but that's an amazing goal though. Mm-hmm. And if like if half of the population would focus on even doing half of those things, mm-hmm. we could bring the obesity rates from seventy four percent down to fifty probably within the next decade. Yeah, and it's it's like it's like those things that's so easy to figure out. Here here are the groups. Here's the groups, and here's the order that you know they they apply of importance that I should be putting them on my body, and then. You know, based on, and you can tell body fat or not, I should add more food or or, yeah. le- or take away some food. Unfortunately, we live in a food environment that makes that <laughs> extremely tricky. And yeah. the way that diet culture has been set up over the last 50 years, you know, leads more to strict rules that are really hard to follow and feelings of failure Versus when like you just no the, longer yeah. can follow them. So. Yeah. We'll do a whole episode on that. <laughs> okay. I hope that makes sense from, uh, using nutrition to support your recovery. Okay. Last one, big boy manage stress. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not, we're, I guess we could look at stress from two perspectives, like the stress you're incurring in the gym mm-hmm. and then your life stress. Cause remember every stress we put on our body, we have to supply an adequate amount of recovery to counteract that. So the, a lot of the things that we've talked about so far are counteracting what we're doing in, in the, the gym. gym. Yeah. But what about all the other stress mm-hmm. in life? I don't know about you, but I have things in life that stress me out. Like what am I doing to recover from that stress? I think I mean, a lot, it's obviously not all of the stress. It doesn't relieve all of the stress, but the things that you do in the gym help relieve a lot of the stress. And I hear that over and over. I say it myself. I hear it over and over again from our, my clients. Like I was feeling stressed out. I, you know, went several days in a row and then finally I just made myself get into the gym and, oh my gosh, I feel better. Like, thank you. You know? Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. And like, make sure that, that when you do that, you're like, it's even more important to use the things that we just talked about Mm -hmm. to recover from the stress of the exercise you're using to manage the external stress in your life. Like that shows you the importance of all the things that we've said so far. Uh, But like, you know, we, we cope with stress in different ways and like there's millions of books out there and I help people work on coping mechanisms for stress and strategies as far as it ties into like making impulsive decisions Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But at some point we just have to have to ask ourselves like, what are the things in my life that are causing me stress that I can actually get rid of the stress? Mm-hmm. If you hate your job, you're allowed to change jobs. Yeah. You can change careers. We've done it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people we know have done it. If you hate where you live and you want to live in New England, you want to live on the coast of California, you are allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. You like you are literally allowed to move. Even if you have kids, even mm-hmm. if you have a family and you have to move away from loved ones. I know that might sound hard, but at some point you can stop trying to cope with the stress yeah. and get to the root of the thing that's causing you stress. Is there like a relationship that's especially mm-hmm. stressing you out? Maybe you need to have a hard conversation with somebody, but doing that might alleviate so much future stress that you no longer have to recover yeah. from. So it's like this balancing act, like, okay, this stress in my life is up here at a level eight. I got to provide a level eight, level eight of level eight of recovery to try to match up with that. Well, mm-hmm. what if we could like knock out three of those things that are really stressing you out and, you, and then you don't need so much recovery and you feel mm-hmm. so much more in balance. Um, and like some of this stuff is simple things. Yeah. Are you following certain accounts on social media that are stressing you out? Like 
is there fitness content that you're following that makes you feel bad about yourself mm -hmm. and makes you just more stressed out that you're not reaching goals that you've set for yourself or you think you should be living up to a different standard? Are you following like an account of somebody who is always talking about things in their life that are always going so great, even you, even though you know they're only showing you the highlight mm -hmm. reel? Unfollow that person yeah. and get that stress out of your life. Like this could, you could go mm -hmm. on. Like, are there yeah, shows that you're, shows, that, yeah, that you're watching that lead you down comparison and make you think you're not, you're, you're failing at life because you see what other people yeah. have Does this all making sense. Like mm -hmm. we can bring down the stress in other places, in places, instead of trying to just like c cope with stress. Right. And the, all these things that we've mentioned today kind of go hand in hand. I think we, you know, we could kind of yeah. stop for, start from the top, cut, cutting back or eliminating alcohol. I'm not, I'm not going to be like, Oh, and everybody, nobody should ever drink. Cause I'm not saying I'll never drink again, but lim cut, cutting back on, on alcohol mm -hmm. can lead you to being more hydrated because you're going to drink other things can lead you to just having more energy. So on those days off, you're going to be like, you know, active, even, even when, even on your days on, um, mm -hmm. it, you know, every, you know, anytime that you're active, anytime that you're just, you know, starting to dial in your workouts, you're going to want to eat better in that that training is going to just make you want to eat foods. If you, you know, eat a donut before you work out and you feel like you're going to throw up, you're not going to want to do that again, you know, and then all of that let le together is going to take away some of that stress, you know, because mm -hmm. whether you're stressed out because you need, you feel like you need to be working on your diet you need to be working on your training, you know, the stress that yep. working out just takes away. It's like this awesome positive feedback loop. Yeah. Like you put some emphasis on these things that really make a difference. You start getting a better result and, it and just you like, feel super it's like motivated. Rolls. It's just, yeah. And yeah, this is the importance of getting quick wins. Like, right. you know, finding, finding little things that you can change that mm -hmm. move the needle a lot because it gets you motivated right off the bat. Yeah. Cool. Anything else? I think that's it. All right. Let's go get a lawnmower blade. <laughs> All right. I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Put some of these things into place. If you have any questions, please reach out. We're always here for questions. You can always email me directly at Jonathan at digitalbarbell.com or Blakely at B-L-A-K-L-E-Y at digitalbarbell.com. All right, guys. Hope you have a good day. Thank you all for listening. We truly appreciate it. But real quick, before we go, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Be sure and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell for all of the latest and greatest free content. If you're interested in working with Blakely and I, we'd love to talk. Apply for coaching with the link in the description of this episode or by visiting digitalbarbell.com. We'd love to talk about helping you reach your goals with a training and nutrition program built just for you. Thanks again and have a great day.